0: Coming up on today's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast, the first day of training camp is officially in the books, so it's time to overreact, baby! Nah, nah, we're not going to do that, but I will give you my observations, what I saw, good, bad, what I'd like to see more of. That's all coming up, plus a lot more on today's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast for Thursday, July 27th, 2023.
1: Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day
2: just win. The autumn wind is a raider, pillaging just for fun. He'll knock you round and upside. Conquered
0: and, won. and welcome here, Raider Nation, to another edition of the Lockdown Raiders Podcast. Thank you so much for making the show your first listen of the day. Make sure you subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast to get the latest edition of the show. Of course, if you're checking us out on YouTube, we definitely appreciate you. We've gone over 7,000 subscribers on YouTube. That's thanks to you, Raider Nation. Big thanks to you. Couldn't do that, obviously, without you. Also couldn't do it without my man, Ari. He does a great job each and every day making sure we're up on YouTube. You can check him out on Twitter at RE produces, you ever want to hit me up on Twitter, you can as well, at your boy Q254. And if you want to get something in on the show, either by way of call or text, the Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line, 707 654 four six nine three as a matter of fact those calls and texts will come up in segment number three of today's show segment number two just talk about the observations that i saw from day one at training camp of course we'll be back out there uh this morning depending on what time you're listening camp is from 8 30 to 10 30 at least that's what time practice is and we can view it from about 8 30 to about 10 15 and then we'll have our media session where we get to talk to select players starting around 10 30 so that's coming up today but segment number two i'll give you my day one observations good stuff Maybe a couple of bad things and some things I need to see some more of. That's all coming up in segment number two. Here in segment number one, give you the news and notes of the day. And off top, just talk about guys that did not participate in Wednesday's practice. This is from Tashawn Reed from The Athletic. does a great job uh, each and every day going through it and seeing who he sees not out there participating. There's only a couple of guys. He said, he tweeted out, the only Raider players under contract who I don't see at practice defensive tackle Neil Farrell Jr. Defensive tackle Byron Young is on the pup list. Uh, Defensive edge rusher Tyree Wilson. Non-football injury list, that's the NFI list. And cornerback Nate Hobbs who took a softball off the eye, off the face, uh, at the Battle for Vegas, the softball game, the charity softball game against the Golden Knights on Saturday. So, Neil Farrell Jr., Byron Young, Tyree Wilson, Nate Hobbs. We knew Young and Tyree Wilson weren't going to be there. Was wondering about Nate Hobbs, especially with that, uh, the softball going off the eye. Didn't know about defensive tackle Neil Farrell. But later on, the Raiders tweeted out, we've placed defensive tackle Neil Farrell Jr. on the NFI list, the non-football injury list. So, there you go. Three guys... All young guys on the defensive line all out to start practice or start training camp, which is not a good thing as far as I'm concerned. Byron Young, the third-round pick. Tyree Wilson, the first-round pick. Neil Farrell Jr. picked last year by GM Dave Ziegler. All guys injured to start the training camp. So, again, not the best look. Uh, there's a reason why the Raiders have signed a couple guys on the defensive line uh, when it came to uh, Kyle Peko, who was signed on, on matter of fact, on Tuesday yeah, he was signed on Tuesday and then uh, Isaac Rochelle they signed on Monday, so there's a reason why they signed those defensive linemen and it's because well, these guys were going to go on the NFI list or the pub list, so that's never good, but that's really the, the latest when it comes to a couple guys injured uh, guys that weren't out there performing everybody else was out there and they were getting their work in on the first day of training camp, well follow Following uh, the first practice, we got to talk with Jimmy G, Devontae Adams, Marcus Epps, and Max Crosby, so just have a couple sound bites from each guy. If you want to hear the whole full meal deal, when it comes to all the media sessions, you can always go to Raiders.com. You can check out their YouTube page. They have the whole meal deal thing, but here's Jimmy G uh, just talking about building chemistry with the offensive line. This is a question that I asked him because I think it's important, right? I mean, we talk about building chemistry with the weapons around him, but the offensive line, learning this cadence, learning uh, the snap, you know, especially when it comes to Andre James, where does he want the ball? How does he want the ball? You know, what's the uh, if you're if he's in shotgun, if he's under center, what does it look like? So here's Jimmy G on building chemistry with that offensive line.
3: Uh it's it's
4: a process. I mean, it's like anything in this in this league, especially uh this I mean, the center and me, we just gotta be on the same page, especially with the mic points, protections, things like that. It's a little different in this offense than most. But uh, you know, Andre and me, I thought we had a pretty good day today. Just getting uh just cadence and them hit feeling my rhythm with the cadence i think it'll just it'll take
0: time but uh yeah, we got to get it sooner rather than later. So, again, I think that that is something that's very important that's been brought up on the show before. How quickly can he get up to speed with the offensive line and how quickly can him and Andre James get on the same page? And, of course, if you're going to talk about the quarterback, you've got to talk about the wide receiver, wide receiver one, Devontae Adams. So here's Jimmy G on all things Devontae Adams, not just you know what kind of player he is and how it was like to practice with him for the first time, but what kind of conversations they've had uh, also following practice, even while they were just in the classroom because this is the first time that Jimmy G was actually on the grass with Devontae Adams.
4: Came out in the same draft class. I always watched Devontae, always you know, thought he was one of the best in the league, if not the best. And uh, I mean, it's just, it's as a quarterback, it gives you a sense of relief almost to have a guy like that. We were throwing some uh, routes on air today and we were just talking and just hearing him talk and how he sees the picture and how I see it. It's pretty cool. I mean, he sees it very similar to a quarterback, which as a quarterback makes you feel great, man. So <laughs> it's, it's nice. On one of the routes I threw him, <laughs> I asked him if he was going full speed, and I was like, "Was that your?" Because he's just so smooth, man. It looks effortless, and I thought I overthrew him on one of the deep balls. He ended up getting to it, so it was just things like that. That it's a it's a luxury as a quarterback to have a guy like that. I just gotta get used to it. So it's uh it was really cool, and I'm glad to have him, man.
0: So if you're a quarterback, you've got to love that, right? you got to love having a guy like Devontae Adams where you think that you possibly overthrew him, and it looks so effortless, and he just goes and gets it. And it's funny, when he said that, I almost laughed during the media session because when I watched Devontae Adams, it looks like he's not really going full speed. It looks like it is very effortless, but he gets there. It's just kind of like he's gliding, and that's what the greats do. They just kind of look like they're not even really working that hard, but they're getting it done. And I know Devontae Adams is putting in all the work. It's just, again, it's the way he appears to make it look. Speaking of Devonte Adams, he spoke with the us uh, after the uh, practice as well. So I got a couple sound bites I wanted to bring to the table from him. So you heard Jimmy G on Devontae Adams. How about Devonte Adams on impressions and thoughts of Jimmy G?
5: Well, um, today was our only day on the field, obviously. So I just say, just you know, his his openness and, and eagerness to um, to learn, and you know whether that means from me or to to learn the the, um, the scheme and and obviously the coaches, the way the coaches want it done. So. Really cool guy. We've we've talked a lot. Um, you know me when I'm going in there getting treatment in, in you know the last phase when we we're here. Got to learn a lot about him and and have some some funny, interesting conversations too. So that's that's really the, been the best part for me is just getting to know him as a person.
0: So there's Devontae Adams after the first day on the grass with Jimmy Garoppolo, and, uh, you know, he's going to keep it even keel. He's not going to get too high. He's not going to get too low, and he knows there's a lot of work to do. Uh, I've been saying for a long time I'm going to focus a lot on the defensive side of things, and, of course, when guys are getting after it get, getting after Devontae Adams or they're guarding Devontae Adams, they're going to get pretty pumped up. And so there was a moment where uh, Amik Robertson got pumped up. But before we get to Devontae talking about that moment just here's Devontae Adams thoughts on what he sees in Marcus Peters game obviously a guy that has plenty of experience a guy that has plenty of interceptions 32 career interceptions you know here's Devontae Adams on Marcus Peters and what he sees in his game
5: yeah I mean obviously you got to be a smart uh player to be able to be on defense and catch the ball as many times as what he has in his career um You know it doesn't happen which means it's not just gonna go out there and happen again just because he's had it in the past you know you gotta still come in doing the right things but i've known marcus for a long time you know we we've kind of we're not family but we kind of got the same family so um i've been a fan of his game for a while and Uh, being from the same area, I'm definitely rooting for him to have a great year.
0: So we've asked just about everybody about Marcus Peters, right? We haven't had a chance to talk to him yet, but uh, we have asked just about everybody what they see in him, what he could bring to the table, how excited and pumped up. And for the most part, every single person. Matter of fact, I don't think there's one person we've talked to that isn't pretty pumped up about Marcus Peters. So I asked Devontae about Amik Robertson. He got pretty fired up when he was lined up against Devontae and Devontae ran a really clean route, man. He ran up, gave him a couple, like a double move and then stopped on a dime and came back, and Amik went the other way. And it was almost like in basketball, where someone crosses you over, and you're like, ooh! Well, the crowd that was there, the fans that were there, and there were a select few uh, fans there uh, on day one of training camp, all of a sudden you heard them go, ooh! And then Amik he did not give up on the play. He hustled back and broke up the ball. And he looked immediately at the crowd and goes, "Ooh, what?" So I asked Devonte Adams about defensive backs getting fired up when they make a play against them and how he can help them improve overall.
5: Yeah, man. I mean, it's 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 a you know iron sharpen iron type type game out there. And you know I love to see those guys getting fired up because I want to see them doing the same thing when they make a play against somebody else. And and you know, I'm definitely going to turn up on them when I make those plays. So I, I love to I love to see that type of fire and. Um, excitement, and obviously it means a lot to them, you know, not being funny, but it means a lot to them to to make a play on me in those situations, so, you know, I gotta make sure I don't let them get, it. I don't wanna kill anybody's confidence, but it's my job to not give too many opportunities for them to be out there beating on the chest.
0: Thought that was a really good exchange, and it was great to see Meek Robertson being a Meek Robertson, right? And, and, and what I mean by that is that dude is always, you know, chirping, he's always talking a little bit of trash, he has an edge to him, he's a smaller dude, so you know, he always feels like he's gotta have that chip on the shoulder, and that's how he rolls, and he made a really good play, against Devontae Adams, but you heard Devontae there's like, hey, it's my job to make sure these guys aren't pumping their chest and pounding their chest too many times. So, also Marcus Epps talked to us. I don't have any sound bites from him, but I got a couple from Max Crosby that I wanted to close out segment number one with here. And the first one is about having a different quarterback out there. And I think you'll find this pretty interesting, what Max Crosby has to say about Jimmy Garoppolo. But this is the first time in his career that there hasn't been a Derek Carr out there. There's been three new quarterbacks, Jimmy Garoppolo, Brian Hoyer, and also uh, also Aiden O'Connell. So here's Crosby on seeing a different quarterback out there. Uh, you know, it's a little different, you know. <laughs> uh,
3: Jimmy's cool as hell. You know, I've been seeing, I've been here all offseason with him. Uh, he's been training, working his stuff to get back. Um, so I'm fired up that he's out there with us. Literally before practice started, he's already talking. So uh, I love it. So <laughs> that's the kind of guy I want to compete against, you know, so I'm, uh, that's between us. But he's a he's a he's a competitive dude. I love him. You know, he's he's a dog. Um, and I'm not just saying that because my quarterback, you know, I, there's certain guys that are dogs and uh, he's definitely one of them. So uh, I love it. You know, I'm definitely looking forward to competing and getting after.
0: I thought it was pretty interesting that you hear Max Crosby say that that Jimmy's a dog. Right? And he was out there talking trash. And you know, I'm not trying to throw any shade at all on Derek Carr, but I, I never heard Max speak on Derek like that. I never heard him sound, talk disrespectful to him or about him, but just to hear him you know, talking about Jimmy the way he is and oh, he was out there talking trash uh, even before practice, uh, You know, it seems like that Max has a lot of respect for Jimmy and so uh, again, I think that Jimmy's a good quarterback. It's always going to be about health when it comes to me and Jimmy Garoppolo, but it sounds like that he is making a lot of good friends in that locker room including Mad Max Crosby, but I thought that that was interesting just the way he was talking about Jimmy Garoppolo. Also, Max Crosby talking about challenging himself every single offseason this dude grinds and grinds and grinds and grinds but does he do it does he challenge himself to find something else to work on each and every year there's something that he always brings to the table that he's trying to get a little bit better at so here's max crosby on continuing to challenge himself yeah for sure you know uh every single year
3: um i try to find a one percent uh that one percent i can get i can improve in every single category so yeah like this offseason i started two weeks early i started january 30th I've already put in six months of training, um, PR'd in all, all the things I wanted to PR in. So, like, yeah, you know, there's always always room for improvement. There's always more to do. Um, so, for me, you know, I just about how can I eat better? How can I sleep better? How can I recover better? How can I train better? Um, and that's, you know, what we've done all offseason. i got to give a ton of credit to Rick Slate, uh, working with me every single day, AJ, the whole staff, uh, Ricky, nutritionist. Every literally everybody in the building, you know, has helped me, you know, do it. Um, so yeah, I'm just trying to be, like I said, I talk about it all the time, I want to be the best. Uh, so that's what I, I literally push myself all year round to, to get to that goal, and I'm not not stopping until I get there.
0: A couple more quick sound bites real quick from Max Crosby as he met with us following the first day of practice at Raiders training camp and this one was a question I asked about defensive goals something that I've been very adamant about I've been putting out the 40-20 40 sacks and 20 uh, interceptions and as re- unrealistic as that might be I think that that's a good number to have out there just to try to get these guys to you know focus in on something that they can aim for so I asked him, you know is there any kind of numbers as far as defensive goals go when it comes to sacks pressures interceptions or turnovers
3: yeah honestly there's no there's no number um we don't put a number on anything no when it comes to that we want to be the best version of ourselves you know because sometimes people put numbers on things and you're putting a ceiling on yourself like I don't ever put a number on my sack total or pressures or whatever I just try to improve literally one day at a time so yeah two years ago I didn't know I was going to get 100 pressures I could have said all right, I'm gonna get 70 and then you end up with 100 and you're like all right well now (laughs) you know I'm setting my bar too low like for me I I try to, for me, I, I know where I want to be and I know where I'm going. So uh, I'm never going to put a ceiling on, on myself and I don't want any of the guys in the room to do that either. So, yeah, if we're all on the same page and flying around, you know, you never know what you can do. You know, it's sky's the limit.
0: So there's Max. He said there's no number. You know, he doesn't want to put a ceiling, doesn't want to limit anybody. Uh, But I'll tell you right now, if you put up a large number like 40 and 20, uh, I don't think that that's a ceiling, but I understand what he's saying. So that was Max Crosby responding to my question about defensive goals and if they have any defensive goals. And the final soundbite from Max Crosby here in segment number one of today's Locked On Raiders podcast, kind of news and notes of the day, is about the newcomer, Marcus Peters. Again, Max Crosby has talked many times about needing dogs on the defensive side of things what does he think about Marcus Peters? He's an
3: alpha you know I love Marcus uh I've known him since my rookie year we got the same agent um so Marcus is my guy you know he's he's cousins you know Marshawn's his cousin so uh yeah Marcus is like family so i I love Marcus he brings that attitude that you know we need um in the secondary and I can't wait
0: you know to to see him get out there and and, and keep competing because he's He's a dog for sure. There you go. There's Max Crosby talking about Marcus Peters, and he said he's an alpha. He's a dog. He's one of those guys that will help set the tone. And, you know, one of those things that uh, I think that the Raiders need is those, those tone setters on the defensive side of things. Uh, Can Marcus Peters be that guy for the secondary? Max Crosby is that guy for the defensive line. You know, do they have one of those tone setters in the linebacking room? Uh, Only time will tell. But uh, I think Marcus Peters is going to be a nice addition. He's not the, you know, prime, you know, middle of his career, uh, Marcus Peters, but he's still a guy that can get after it. So definitely uh, think he's a good addition. I'm interested to see what kind of season he has. But clearly uh, the teammates there uh, at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center, all the Raiders players are pretty excited about the addition of one Marcus Peters. So that's all I got for you for segment number one of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Coming up in segment number two, what were some of my observations? What did I think of the first day of training camp? Want to see how this kind of evolves. Don't expect perfection on day one. I never would go into it with those kind of thoughts. And if the best day that they have is day one, then they're in trouble, right? Well, we'll talk about all of that coming up in segment number two after I tell you about ebay motors and uh, i'll tell you right now that our partners at ebay motors have teamed up with locked on fantasy football host Vinny Iyer to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week all season long whether you're prepping for a draft or scouting the waiver wire every week we're going to provide you players that are guaranteed to fit on your roster so with draft draft prep underway for the upcoming season let's check out who Vinny has picked out for this up this week's ebay's guarantee fit fantasy picks of the week and since training camp just opened for the silver and black might as well go with, well, Devontae Adams and also Patrick Mahomes. He says, looking to make a smooth turn in fantasy football snake drafts with the last pick in the first round and the first pick in the second round, you'll be guaranteed to have two of the surest performers by going all AFC West with Raiders wide receiver Devontae Adams and Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes. Adams has proved he remains a reliable top selection in Las Vegas, while Mahomes will again operate with both the highest floor and ceiling among the standout luxury options at this point. Vinnie Iyer from Locked On Fantasy Football is going to help you win your fantasy championship. And eBay Motors knows the championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. Same with your vehicle. With eBay Guaranteed Fit and over 122 million parts and accessories for your vehicle right at your fingertips, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Air filters, brakes, batteries, taillights, alternators, shocks and struts. You name it, eBay Motors has it. And they'll make sure it's the right fit for your car. Because eBay Guaranteed Fit helps you understand exactly what part you need for your vehicle the first time. So... Go forward, switch gears, crank the AC, say goodbye to sweating if your ride needs a little fixing up because now you know you'll always be set up for success from the get-go. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, everything your vehicle is calling for is just a click away. For the parts and accessories that fit your vehicle, just look for the green check. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices at ebaymotors.com. Let's ride, not Russell Wilson. eBay Guaranteed Fit, only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
1: Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All
0: right, Raider Nation, here we go. Segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. I want to give you my observations from day one of training camp practice. I want to be your eyes and ears. Whatever I hear, whatever I see, I want to be able to bring here to the podcast. So uh, first of all, I'll start with some things that I thought were good, and that's the f- fact that they're further along than they were at this time last year. Right. And I mean, after day one, these guys are, you know, running the seven on seven drills. They're running 11 on 11 drills. Of course, there's no pads on or anything, but it just seems like there's a better understanding of what they're supposed to be doing. It seems like it's a little bit crispier. It seems like they're going from station to station a little bit quicker. Something that I talked about during mandatory minicamp and the OTAs just seems like they're doing more stuff right now as opposed to what they were doing at this time last year. They really had a ramp up period to even getting going. Maybe Joshua Daniels and the coaching staff was kind of trying to figure things out this year. I feel like a lot of guys, a lot of coaches, have a lot better understanding of what they're trying to do now. There's a lot of turnover on the roster, so it's not like everyone's in year two. But with the leadership being the same, with Max Crosby and Devonte Adams in particular, uh, the offensive line for the most part uh, being all intact, I just I kind of feel like that they're much further along than they were last year, which can only be a good thing. Right. I mean, they were going through special teams, drill punt drills were going on right in front of us. And I know I didn't see any of that. They probably the first like week that was going on last year. So they're definitely further along, which I feel like could only be a good thing. Also, another good thing is that all three quarterbacks were all getting reps. What do I mean by that? Jimmy G was throwing to Devontae. Brian Hoyer was throwing to Devontae. Aiden O'Connell was throwing to Devontae. There was no just first team, second team, third team. It was basically like, hey, this is early in training camp. We're not preparing for a game right now. Everyone could get acclimated to each other. I think that that's a good thing because you never know. Uh, There's a a chance that anyone could get injured at any time and somebody might have to go in there and step up. Plus, it's allowing the wide receivers to get used to different quarterbacks. I mean, this is the first time uh, in a long time, right, in a training camp that – Derek Carr isn't quarterback number one. Jimmy G, the ball comes out of his hand differently, right? I mean, it looks like it has kind of a, a downward trajectory when he throws the ball, where Derek Carr looked like everything was a floater, right? And, and that's not a bad thing. Again, not a disrespect. It's just different. Everyone throws the ball different. Brian Hoyer, if he's taking a deep shot, looks like he's laboring a little bit. So, you know, he's probably not going to do that too often. Aiden O'Connell probably had the best ball of all on uh, on, on Wednesday. He, he probably threw the prettiest ball. Now, he also threw the ball where it would get almost looked like he was a little fired up or he was a little excited and he would throw it a little high. He threw one to the sideline. Devontae caught it, but he had to really climb the ladder to go get it. And I remember looking at Paul Gutierrez was like, yeah, that one would have got him killed. Right. You, you don't want to do that. So Aiden O'Connell has a very live, live arm. I can say that. And, and he does look the part, but I mean, he's got to have to settle down. He's got to take a couple deep breaths and realize, hey, it's just training camp. You know, it's not a game right now. Don't go in there and hyperventilate. So, again, he's a rookie, though. So what do you expect? But, uh, you know, just seeing those quarterbacks really rotate, I think that that was, that was a good thing. Uh, as far as defensive goes, Meek Robertson, I mentioned him getting after Devontae Adams and making a nice play, not giving up on the play. I think that was the biggest thing, not giving up on the play when he was beat. Devontae had beat him. I mean, the route Devontae ran was crisp. It was clean. It was on point. And then Amit came back and made the play. Thought that that was good. Uh, saw Michael Mayer, the rookie tight end, lay out and make a really nice catch on a terrible throw. Right? And, and I can't remember who threw it. If it was, I think it was Brian Hoyer. It was either Brian Hoyer or Aiden O'Connell. It wasn't a Jimmy G pass. But Aiden O'Connell or or or, uh, or Brian Hoyer threw a ball that wasn't very good. And and Michael Mayer, you know, he, he laid out to go get it. Um, I want to say Aiden O'Connell threw. Was it Aiden O'Connell? It might have been Brian Hoyer who threw a nice little sideline pass that Austin Hooper uh, he played really well. He had Ja'Korian Bennett, the rookie, all on his back, and he, he basically boxed him out like he like a, a center would in, in uh, basketball. And Jacorian Bennett couldn't do anything but either go through him or, or try to go over him, and that wasn't going to happen. So uh, Austin Hooper was able to come down uh, with a nice ball. Speaking of Ja'Korian Bennett, I don't know if he's going to be a really good defensive back or not. I have no idea. It's only one day of training camp. As I mentioned at the top, definitely not going to overreact. What I do know about Ja'Korian Bennett, he's got speed, speed, and he's got more speed. Right? No matter what happened, no matter who ran a, a deep route, he was running stride for stride with them. Now, there was even a time where he was beaten. I believe Philip Dorsett is the one to beat him, and he was Smart enough to know, like, hey, let me just go ahead and 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 get a penalty here. You know, reach out and, and, and make a play where I'm going to get called for a flag, but at least I'm not going to give up a touchdown. So, I mean, he, he did that as well. So, it kind of showed a little bit of vet savvy, even though, unfortunately, in the NFL, it's a spot foul as opposed to in college where it's just a 15-yarder. But uh, he, he looks like, like I said, I don't know if he's going to be a really good defensive back or not. Only time will tell. But he's he's everything is advertised when it comes to speed, so uh, that was also uh, really good as far as you know. Just a few observations that I had from day one of training camp uh, looked like that. Uh, you know, Coach McDaniel's was pretty satisfied. He was doing a lot of teaching. Uh, he was putting his arm around guys and just kind of walking with them. So there's always been a lot of concern: is he a players' coach or not? It looked like the players were were pretty open to what Coach McDaniel's was saying and the way he was teaching on Wednesday. Uh, as far as bad goes. When a play is there to be made, a play has got to be made. Jimmy G threw a pass that one shouldn't have been thrown. It was an ill-advised pass. It went right over the middle of the field, and Divine Diablo put his hands up to make the play, hit his hands, it was like stone hands, and boom, ball just dropped harmlessly to the ground. Those kind of plays can't happen. I know that these guys aren't going to make the play every single time. There's a reason why they play defense, but when the ball goes straight to you, nobody gets in the way of it, and you have a chance to make a play. You've got to make that play. The Raiders only had six interceptions in 2022 for a reason. They don't make those plays. And nine times out of ten, if you have that opportunity to make that play and you don't, the very next play you get burned. So that was something, and I guarantee you Divine Diablo would say that. He would say, hey, I have to make that play. I've got to do that. Uh, also, I mentioned it, Brian Hoyer it looked like he was laboring a little bit to try to get the ball down the field. Uh, whenever he was trying to take a deep shot, it just didn't look good. It looked like he was putting everything uh, he could into it. And I think we know who Brian Hoyer is at this point. You don't want to see him on the field for an extended amount of time. I mean, and I had someone call in my radio show, and they said, well, you know, what's he doing out there? And I said, honestly, Brian Hoyer is more of a, a teacher, a coach on the field than he is you know, a, a guy that you expect to get in there and get some reps. He's really – his job is to really coach up Aiden O'Connell and get him prepared just in case he needs to go in there. Uh, Devontae Adams was wide open on a, on a, on a deep route one, one play, and the ball went flying over his head, right? And you could see that he was a little visibly upset by that. Uh, and I wasn't saying it was anything bad. That he was upset, but, but I mean, you could tell that Devontae was a little frustrated that that ball, when he was wide open, it should have hit him in stride. Instead, it went over his head. There was nothing he could do, so he's a little frustrated there. I think he was a little frustrated with that Aiden O'Connell sideline pass that I was talking about that went a little high. But, you know, then he made a, a bunch of plays, and he was pretty – Pretty uh seemed like you could tell he was pretty happy. Like the body language changed a little bit when it came to Devonte. So it wasn't a whole lot of bad. I'm not gonna go and nitpick every single thing after one day of training camp. That'd just be insane to do that. But uh, that was kind of the bad that I saw. And what I need to see more of before I get a, a, a good idea, I need to see Jimmy G continue to get on the same page with the wide receivers. Couple passes I saw to Devontae. I thought that he should have thrown the ball a little bit before Devontae actually got out of his his break. Um, you know, but that's stuff that they got to work on, that's timing, right? So that's stuff that I would like to see. I'd like to see a little bit of, uh, a little bit more timing. Um, you know, it's just Jimmy looks like, to be honest, I mean, you know, he, he didn't pass his physical for the longest. It looked like he hadn't thrown the ball for a while, right? There was times where he threw some passes. And you're like, Ooh, that was a really good pass. And then there's other times where you're like, Ooh, that wasn't very good. There was one pass that just looked, I mean, it looked bad. You know, it looked like it came out like a helicopter. And I don't know if it just slipped out of his hand or what. But, again, it just looked like he just had a little bit of rust. So he just needs some more time on the grass. I mean, that was the first day on the grass with anybody. So you could tell that he just was a little bit rusty here and there. Uh, But I think that that will continue to grow, and that's just stuff that you have to see. Uh, The defense just needs to continue to try to make plays. Uh, Like I said, there was a time when Devon Diablo had an opportunity to make a play, and he didn't make it. But these guys are, are trying. You can see the effort to try to get there, which is a good thing. But once they get there, they've got to make the plays. And what I'd like to see also is someone be that vocal leader. Like I'm standing on the sideline. I don't hear anybody chirping. And I'm not saying just talking trash to, for the sake of talking trash. But just hear somebody. Hear that leadership. You know, hey, this, that. And especially on the defensive side of things. Uh, can, you know, kind of being that quarterback on the defense. I'd like to hear more of that. Again, day one of training camp. Not going to overreact. But those are a couple observations that I had. But for the most part, I thought day one was pretty good. Uh, Tao Johnson, former Raiders tight end, he was there at practice as well and talked to me and said, Hey, look, we, and he said it like this we have a quarterback, we have playmakers. I think we're going to actually be a good team this year, even though nobody's talking about us think we're going to be a good team. You kind of watch. And so, look, that's a former player. He knows what he's looking for. He, had, he called out uh, Michael Mayer. He said he thinks he's going to be a really good tight end. Uh, he's looking forward to what he sees with him. Austin Hooper as well. He's pretty pumped up about him. Expects Josh Jacobs to show up at some point. Uh, he's obviously a key cog and uh, likes the few pieces that are there on defense to step up and make some plays. So, Tao Johnson was pretty happy after day one of training camp. And like I said, I thought day one went pretty well as well. There's a couple little things just to, if I'm trying to nitpick that I talked about there, but that's just about it. Of course, I'll, you know, continue to give you my observations day after day after day. We have today, uh, we have Friday and we also have Saturday. Then Sunday, they have their first day off. So uh, the next few days we're going to go and we'll be out there. and We'll be observing. And of course, everything I observe, I'll bring back here to the lockdown Raiders podcast. Coming up segment number three, your calls and texts right after that lockdown Raider podcast voicemail line 707. 654-4693. This is the Locked On Raiders Podcast.
1: Your Locked On Raiders. Your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team... Every day.
0: Here we go, Raider Nation. Segment number three of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Your calls and texts straight off that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line, 707-654-4693. Let's start things off with TK in Arizona. He's calling to talk about embarrassing moments in 2022 that Raider players should have on their mind as they open up training camp. Here he is, TK in Arizona.
2: Hey, what's going on, Q? This is TK calling out of Arizona. where We got them triple-degree weather so hot that you can fry an egg off the ground. Hope everything's going good with you man. Um appreciate listening to your podcast first thing every morning. Um uh, I'm going to keep it short and sweet this morning. I was just wondering, do you think there's any particular embarrassment from last season that uh the players should be just having tattooed on their brains during this training camp and and this this off season in preparations for the new season? I mean, we had a lot of embarrassments last year. We had uh multiple leads that we choked away. We had a loss to the Colts that we had no business li- losing the Saturday. Um, we had Baker Mayfield beat us when he just touched down in L.A. Um, we had the New Orleans game where our, our offense couldn't get past the 50-yard line almost the entire game. But um, personally, I mean, for me, like the one that just, like, uh, and I, they played it on that that Netflix series they have QBs. Um, when the Kansas City Chiefs on our set in the second game against them did that ring around the rosy play, where literally the offense did ring around the rosy on us and still scored. Like I feel like our defense should be like replaying that play in their head, just like to really just grind their gears, man, and get them hyped up and pissed off. Um hopefully defense can step up this year and we can make some, some things happen. Um still don't trust McDaniels, but that's because he hasn't earned it yet. And uh it is what it is. You know what I mean? Um Raider Nation, win, loser, tie. I'm Raider Nation until I die. Uh let's get hyped up, man. The season's coming, man. We can still do something. All day. Appreciate what you
0: do, Q. Have a good one. TK, thanks for the call, my man. And yeah, unfortunately, there were plenty of embarrassing moments, right? But honestly, I think, you know, outside of the embarrassing moments, the the thing that they should be concerned about the most, especially defensively, is that no other offense was concerned about them. No offense in the league was worried about the Raiders' defense at all. Everyone looked at number 98 and said, okay, don't let him wreck the game. But everyone else, they ain't worried about those guys. They weren't worried about Chandler Jones. They weren't worried about anyone from the defensive tackle position. They sure weren't worried about no linebackers. Weren't worried about any corners, no safeties, nothing. Nobody on the defense concerned any other team in the league, except for Max Crosby. And he still came up with 12 and a half sacks. But again, nobody had any type of concern. That's what they should be most, you know, worried about. Embarrassing, six interceptions. That's embarrassing, right? That's the kind of stuff. You know, they should have some pride. Uh, take Have a little bit of chip on their shoulder. Get pissed off that, you know, teams felt like they could do whatever they wanted. You mentioned the bring around the Rosies from the Kansas City Chiefs. Prime example. They felt like they could do whatever they want against the Raiders in that defense. So thanks so much for that call. I do appreciate you. Up next, got a text from Rhode Island Raider Rob. Says, hey, cute Rhode Island Raider Rob here. Love the show. My comment is for all the callers saying they should just pay Josh Jacobs whatever amount. I don't believe that's the route to go, and I don't believe that if they went to two different car dealerships that they would overpay for the same exact car at one dealership than the other. I'm sure they'd try to get the deal. Looking forward to a great season, just win, baby. Rhode Island, Raider Rob there, and yeah, that's the thing about it, and the Raiders aren't going to pay Josh Jacobs just whatever, right? You see what happened with Saquon Barkley. He didn't hold out very long at all, right? And it wasn't even a holdout because he didn't sign the franchise tag. I mean, he was there before training camp got started. He was the first one in the building, right? He signed his deal uh, for nine hundred thousand extra. I don't know how much extra it's going to take for uh, you know to get a deal with Josh Jacobs, but I'm I'm assuming something similar like that's going to happen. Now he could dig his heels in and say no, that's not going to do it, but. I I do believe something similar like that's going to happen. And then they'll have to worry about a long-term deal following the season if that's the direction that either side wants to go. But, uh, yeah, just paying them whatever is obviously not the right direction to go. Thanks for that text. I do appreciate you. Up next, got a call from Tyler in Nashville. He's calling to talk about what his thoughts were while he was watching post-practice press conferences on Wednesday. Here
1: he is, Tyler in Nashville. What up, Q? This is Tyler in Nashville. Haven't called in a while, man. Hope everything's well. I just wanted to say uh, after watching the presser today, it kind of dawned on me that this year has has all of the building blocks for uh, for one of those years where they kind of come out and and uh, and come out swinging and and I think they got a chip on their shoulder. Something weird about it. Uh, I think the expectations are low, and when that happens, uh, they might surprise some people. It it is nice to see Jimmy G at the podium, confident. He seems like a great leader. Uh, you know, no shade to Derek Carr, but it is nice to have somebody come up there and and uh, not have to give a bunch of excuses and a bunch of rhetoric. Um, I know we're divisive as Raider Nation on that, but it is nice to have a confident guy as our quarterback. Uh, the Marcus Peters signing, he's a dog. We got young guys that can learn behind him. I think that's going to be very, very important, especially coming down the stretch. Dudes can learn from him. Max has dialed in even more than last year, which I don't even know how that's possible. That dude's a legend and we need to, we need to be thankful he's on our team and, uh, embrace these moments with him because he's going to be one of the all time greats. Um, I'm excited about this year. I know we do this every year. Us Raider fans, especially long time Raider fans, this is the best time of year, but it has all the ingredients of that weird year where they don't have any expectations. Everybody's dogging them and they come out and they start smacking people. I hope that's the truth. Uh, I'm not being overly optimistic. I don't have a reason to be, but got that feeling in the air. Uh Let's go, Raider Nation. We'll see. Peace out.
0: Tyler, thanks so much, and I think that you might be on to something, right? I mentioned talking to former Raiders t- tight end Tao Johnson, and he was actually on my radio show as well on Wednesday, and uh, I asked him about that, kind of flying under the radar. Nobody has those high expectations. Last year at this time, I thought the team was going to be a double-digit team, a double-digit win team, a playoff team, compete with anybody. Clearly that didn't happen. This year, nobody's talking about expectations. I even say I have no idea what to expect. Maybe that's a good thing nobody's talking big about them and they could just go on there, get a chip on their shoulder, get a little upset that they're not getting the respect and go out there and just prove it and prove that they should be believed in that. That could be a way to go. Sometimes not being talked about is a good thing. So maybe that's what the Raiders could take advantage of. So thank you so much for that call. I definitely appreciate you. We'll close things out with a text from Raider Matt in orange County He said, sup Q it's Raider Matt in orange County. Listen to Chandler Jones. And he said a young player to keep an eye on is Adam plant. Number 52, any other sleeper young guys we should be looking out for in the preseason. Again, it's Raider Matt in Orange County, and uh, thanks so much for that. And, yeah, Adam Plant is actually the Las Vegas native. Uh, he went to UNLV. So, uh, yeah, he's a guy that definitely pay attention to. A few people have talked about him. Uh, also, Sincere McCormick talked about him on Wednesday's show. He's a guy to look out for. Uh, Drake Thomas, the the linebacker. I mentioned him before, the undrafted free agent out of NC State. He's a little undersized, but uh, for the most part, he sounds like a guy that can get after it and may be uh, able to help out in a major room uh, a way, major way in that uh, in, in that uh, linebacker room. So uh, just a couple names right there to look out for. But uh, yeah, Adam Plant uh, definitely heard some good things about him. Sincere McCormick, uh, the guy out of the running back out of UTSA, who was uh, he was put on IR in May last year after signing in May and then put on IR in May. I uh, feel like that was kind of a stash stash him type of way situation, and you know we'll see what he can bring to the table. Uh, this year from that running back position if he's able to make the team uh, and also drake thomas that's what I got for you. And that's about it, Raider Nation. That's all I got for you for today's show. Of course, we're back at it this morning. Uh, 8.30 to 10.15 will be the practice time that we're able to deserve. Uh, 10.30, we'll start talking to different players and a few different coaches uh, following practice. So, of course, anything good coming from that, uh, all the good observations that I get, or any observations that I get from practice, we'll bring that to the table on tomorrow's show. We'll have more calls and texts as well. So until then, Raider Nation, take care of yourself. Take care of your family. Love on your family. Most importantly, as always, just win, baby.